0: This is Dave Chang. And Chris Ying. We are the hosts of Recipe Club. You may have listened to it before, but we are now back on the air, new and improved, with the same hosts that lose every week. I still don't know what the rules are because they've changed as well. Chris, can you give a quick rundown?
1: Every week, we debate the best way to cook the things you want to eat. We take a user-listener-submitted recipe. And we all cook it with our friends, Priya Krishna, Rachel Kong, Brian Ford, and John DeBerry. And then we talk about what went right and what went wrong.
0: No, I actually really don't want to do this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And
1: they are hardly our friends. They are enemies. (laughs) They are enemies. It's Dave's civil disobedience. If you want to see Dave Chang in an act of civil disobedience, tune into Recipe Club, where he will not follow the recipe. I'm contractually obligated (laughs) to make this podcast. But I'm here to have a good time, so listen to Recipe Club every week
2: on the Ringer Podcast Network. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. Earn up to three percent daily cashback on every purchase every day. Then grow it at four point five zero percent annual percentage yield when you open a savings account with Apple Card. Visit Apple.co forward slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card subject to credit approval. Savings available to Apple Card owners subject to eligibility. Savings accounts provided by Goldman Sachs Bank USA. Member FDIC. Terms apply.
1: This episode is brought to you by Smucker's Uncrustables. I love a food hack. Check out Uncrustables, the best part of the sandwich. It's a round, crimped sandwich made with soft, pillowy bread filled with peanut butter and jelly. The best part is you simply freeze and thaw them. Pop them straight from the freezer into a lunchbox for less work on a busy morning. You'll find Smucker's Uncrustables in the freezer aisle. Learn more at Uncrustables.com.
0: part of the ringer podcast network presented by major domino thank you yola tango as always we have as our guest somebody you might recognize uh, from his voice because he's got a great great radio voice brian ford our good friend from raspberry club first time guest on the day of chang show and we're going to go deep into making pizza at home and uh, just fair warning i don't think we get anywhere close to a resolution of making pizza at home at all um clearly i was on the pro making pizza at home camp and brian was in the. i don't think anyone should make pizza at home camp and you know we'll, we'll you know let you guys listen to see how that played out
1: <laughs> what's the closest you've come to making pizza have you ever have you worked ever worked at pizza station worked a oven station like I'm, that? Terrib- I'm terrible
0: i'm terrible making pizza um i'm really bad at making yeah. pizza in general i love going i love pizza I love pizza. I love all kinds of pizza. I just don't like making it. I made a lot during the pandemic. If I make pizza at home, they are going to be a sheet pan pizza, which are delicious or something that's a pan pizza. Um, recently, I went next door. There's a couple of weeks ago at a, my friend's place uh, across the street and he made pizza. He had a pizza oven and I said, it's okay. I'll make it in the oven. And I put it on broil setting and I made a pan pizza and I I, I put one in a, in a black steel type of tray and I put another one in a cast iron pan mm-hmm. and I made like a pan fried pizza. It was delicious. It was mm-hmm. like Pizza Hut. You can make pizza.
1: You turn down like the fancy oven in favor of just like, yeah, I'll make this because in Because you
0: can't oven. put, you, I want to cook many pizzas at once. Mm. Especially when you're making these uh, Neapolitan style boxes in the rock box or uni or whatever. You ne- it, The dough is relatively delicate you can ruin the dough very easily in these pies. That's why it just you need finesse and I'm not a finesse person like that. Mm-hmm. So,
1: I think you not only need finesse but like I mean I I I would imagine Dave that like your favorite pizzas in the world were all made by people who have put not 10,000 but probably 30,000 hours into like making pizza.
0: It's better. I I also love the mastery. I love being able to go to a pizza shop and seeing them make what they do. Maybe things will change and I'll make pizza at home. And, and I think it's different when you're making it with kids. But for me, there's other things that I can make. We I recently had people over this weekend and I made Japanese food and that's my go-to because that's what I'm comfortable with. But I would imagine if I'm always more comfortable baking and that's what I would do, I would do that as well. If I was really good at it, I just, you know.
1: But that's, the, that's really interesting because like, we, we get into this with Brian in more depth, but like bravado, confidence knowing your own strengths like that's the whole the whole thing that we that this is really about is people sort of like overinflating their their idea of like how good they are at something i was my wife and i had dinner recently in berkeley and we found ourselves like across the street from the restaurant i used to cook in in college and it's a new restaurant now. It's a completely different place but we walked in there and i sat at the bar and i looked over at like the, the brick oven that was sitting there and thought and like remembered very vividly like standing there for many hours and like sometimes making pizza and my, like, I cringed because <laughs> I was like, I cannot believe they let me make pizza. Like, I don't fucking know how to make pizza. And like, I served it to other humans. Like, that's crazy. And you're, you know, you were just saying, you you don't believe in your, you're not comfortable enough in your baking chops or or, or, or whatever to, to present it. And And I think what we really get into here is like, pizza gives people this confidence <laughs> that is like, I think Brian would argue is just like, Okay for them to have, and you <laughs> argue otherwise. Like it's just a lot chance. of
0: work, man. That's all I'm trying to say is making pizza is not an easy thing. It is, but it's not. It's an expensive endeavor too.
1: It's very expensive. When Neapolitan pies
0: are probably around eighteen to twenty five dollars to begin with. Yeah. All all said and done, to buy the right everything, I'd probably say for four or five pizzas, you're looking at. 24 hours of work for the dough. Mm-hmm. A lot of things that don't have to be all a minute. With, with the pizza, if not included in the pizza, oven, I bet you're looking at $150 in ingredients. Not j-
1: just, just basil,
0: mozzarella, I was gonna say, just flour, offer
1: one kind of pizza. Yeah, yes. just offer one kind of pizza, yeah.
0: That's around 150 bucks. I, I really mean that. I think that gets pretty expensive, ultimately. And maybe not 100, maybe 100 bucks sure but like
1: right, you're talking $100. about the right tomatoes right olive oil the right cheese quality basil flour all of that stuff yeah it's expensive it's expensive
0: or i could go to a place and make that makes a mediocre meal neapolitan pies and be 50x more happy
1: <laughs> well let's not spoil whether or not brian turned you around on your <laughs> pizza stance <laughs> let's let's hear what brian had to say about it i guess
0: we're joined with Brian Ford with a fresh cut. I'm, I'm liking it.
3: <laughs> yeah, I got it lined up. I had to chop it up with my old barber. You know what I mean? Puerto Rican style.
1: <laughs> what is that like when you go back to a barber that you haven't seen for a while? Do they make a criticism of
3: your... your... Most recent cut? You no, know, you know a good barber will never criticize what you've been doing with your hair in the time <laughs> apart. He's 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 like a therapist to me. Honestly, it's like a therapy session. He's 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 it's more than just the haircut. So it feels good to get those hands up here. You know what I mean? But this that's is a, wild
1: because Dave, you also <laughs> said when you were writing your your memoir, you also said that like haircuts were relaxing for you. That's one of your like oh
0: yeah. I fall as, I fall asleep in haircuts. <laughs>
3: It's like, a nar- I'm like a narcoleptic. Immediately, I'm like out. <laughs> I could see why. It's 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 a time for you to, you're at someone else's mercy, you know, so you have to just kind of accept that and, and just, it's, it's There's nice. nothing
0: you can do. There's literally nothing you can do. It's why I like airplanes. What am I going to do? Jump out of the fucking airplane? i <laughs> <you been> doing, <laughs> ironically <laughs> enough, today, not just because Brian Ford w- was going to join us as a guest today. I make coconut bread. It is proofing right now. Oh, yeah!
3: You made like yeah. cocoa bread, Jamaican style, or yeah, Jamaican cocoa, style, Jamaican no, style like cocoa bread. Jamaican nice, style. Yeah, nice, yeah, yeah. nice! You got to like, like put fold some it patties out. in there. Put yeah, some patties yeah. in there. Absolutely, oh, yeah. that's a thing of beauty. That is a thing of beauty, cocoa bread, mm. and not because Brian Ford was on,
1: just because the mood struck you, Dave. I've been making a lot of Jamaican food,
0: just in general. The baby nurse slash nanny that is now helping me out. A lot, <laughs> a lot is Jamaican. Mm. And I make her as much Jamaican food as I humanly can. And I'm always asking her, would this would this pass in your family?
1: <laughs> Does she ever say no? I think it's pretty fucking good, to be honest. With you. <laughs> it's got to be good coming from you, man.
0: Come on. No, I really, I really, I, I love Jamaican food. I think it's just one of those very different places in the world where it's feature food. You know, we've talked about it a lot in different podcasts and TV shows, but where else are you gonna get India, Africa, the indigenous people of that island, and Asian and Chinese, all in one. And whenever I taste Jamaican food, it tastes to me like, wow, this is like Chinese food or Korean Mm -hmm. food or Asian, you know, if this was on the islands.
1: Yeah. Do you, I mean, do you subscribe to that same notion, Brian? Like the, the food of the Caribbean is, I mean, Dave says it's, it's future food. Cause it's like, this is what, what happens when everything mashes up.
3: Like, do you, do you see it that same way? Do you see it as future flavors? Future flavors. I mean, I, I think it's, I see it more as past, like more of like thinking about the past. Cause if you think about where an empanada comes from, you know, the idea of a hand pie or a dumpling, I mean, it's, it all gets sourced back to the same place, right? So, I mean, I think you can see influences from Asia and Africa, all over the Caribbean, all over Central America. I mean, it's, it's undeniable. And those that deny it, just, you know, I don't know what, I don't know what the problem is. But, you know, in, in the show that I have coming out this summer, I, I kind of dive deep into these issues, actually, this specific issue um, at a specific Jamaican place in New York. And we talk about the Jamaican patty. We talk about the cocoa bread. We talk about how it came to be I, can't, I guess I shouldn't say too much. But, you know, it is It is something that's always on my mind. Um, and Jamaican patties are hard to make. It's not easy. In in South America, if you made an empanada, you could probably get away with using a derivative of, like, one dough, you know, with some tweaks here and there. But the Jamaican patty dough is a flaky level, a texture level, and a mouthfeel level that is uniquely specific to that island. So I... I, I I asked Dave, "Are you making Jamaican patties to put into those cocoa breads? Are you making your own patty dough?"
0: That will never happen. <laughs> It'll never. That will never, ever, ever happen. I will not attempt to make Jamaican patties because that is just too laborious. Again, I won't. You. It is. It is. Am I going to make my own puff pastry? No. 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 Am, am I going to make poolish? No. <laughs> so
1: let's let's start here then, Brian. Do you agree? That there are certain baked goods or just foods in general that are mm,
3: better left to the professionals. Um, yeah, it it's it's possible. It de- it depends. <laughs> it depends because here's the thing: when when I crave something, I want that something to be exactly what it's supposed to be, right? So if I'm at home and I'm craving uh, a croissant or what you know, whatever it is. I'm not going to go and and get a, you know, a Pillsbury Doughboy can and and make the crescent moon thing. I'm not going to, if I didn't know what I was doing and I tried to make a croissant and it came out terribly. And again, let's just say I'm not a baker and I'm not interested in baking. And it's just because one day I'm like, I want to make croissants. It's a waste of time. I mean, like if, you, if it's a one-off adventure, right? If it's if just you just wake up and you're like, I'm gonna make croissants today. I'm probably never gonna do it again, but I want a croissant. Just go to the bakery and get a croissant because then you're gonna actually eat what you wanted to eat in the first place. Mm-hmm. But if it's a journey where you can see yourself wanting to improve that skill and like make, make croissants one day, maybe every weekend you wanna teach your son how to make a, a biscuit. So you start, you know, biscuits are not easy to make, right? A lot of people- can't make a proper, like an American style flaky layered biscuit. Those are difficult to get it right. It, and that is actually laborious. Would you consider biscuits something out of your realm, Chris or Dave? Like if you woke up on Saturday and, you know, you're, if Hugo was like, I want an American biscuit today, wouldn't you just bang out the biscuit, even though you, you know, or would you go buy a biscuit? What would you do?
0: I, I'm going to disagree with you. I think biscuits are incredibly easy to make.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you, you have to cut and fold butter into dough. Yeah, but not
0: like not not like I do, and I don't use a rolling pin, and which is why my biscuits are okay,
3: but that doesn't <laughs> prevent me from making biscuits. Oh, like drop biscuits or something?
0: No, like I'll mix all that together. I'll chop it up, you know, and and I'll fold it. But I'm not like I don't think I've ever used a rolling pin.
3: He's making a dump what? a dump biscuit, Brian. It's a okay. dump but biscuit. that's okay. I mean, listen, the, yeah, like the kind you'd put on top of a chicken pot pie or whatever. Like, just you kind of make it. No, you the, kinda...
0: the, that's it's like a semi laminated. That's a new phrase, new cooking terminology. Semi-laminated. Semi, yeah, we Partially just made it up right laminated. now. Yeah, semi-laminated. What, do you, are you, what are
3: you using instead of a rolling pin? How are you laminating? Did you buy a sheeter? Did you buy a sheeter and put it into your I know, kitchen? I, I, use,
0: I use, you know what I use? I use this, uh, my Yeti.
3: Okay. Okay, <laughs> so, sa- so, so you're still doing the same manual labor. Rolling pin, Yeti, wine why, bottle, whatever. Why
0: I, like, why I like the biscuit is like I'm barely working the dough. It is, yeah, it is, that's it's, true. It's, it's a, it's, and listen, it's a lazy person's way for me. I look at it as a very, uh, nothing easy about it to make it right. Yeah. But you're not, it's not like making bread bread.
3: Mm-hmm. Even though it kind of is. You just don't have to wait. Yeah, I is mean, you the, know it's it's, the, I feel like it's the when waiting. I, when I
0: make when I make waffles or pancakes, I'm just like, oh fuck, this is hard. You know, it's, no, it's 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 one step above making a waffle or pancake batter.
3: <laughs> one step above, so biscuits. Why? Well, I, I don't know. But again, I,
0: I'm not trying to make best in class biscuits, so my true. biscuits are 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 again forgettable, which
3: is what I'm going after. Well, the biscuit itself is also forgiving, which means. It, you know, like again, uh, uh, any kind of like uh, a puff pastry, right? If you're going to make a, if you need a puff pastry or pie dough, those aren't as forgiving. If you if you mess it up, you mess it up. You're not going to really get what you are seeking out. Biscuits, I think, are more forgiving. If you mess it up, it'll still kind of be buttery. Yeah, if, a, if
0: I mess it up, it's a scone.
3: <laughs>
0: it's the same if thing. I really
1: mess it up, it's a paperweight. <laughs> I think that there's like, I think there's another element here for Dave in LA, and I mean, me here in the Bay Area too, where like. You can't just go out and buy a biscuit. Like I can go out to the store. I mean you can't you can, but like it's not around the corner everywhere. Like say pizza mm-hmm. might be, you know. So like I I would make a biscuit. If it was the morning and, and my wife or my kids wanted biscuits, I would make them because like otherwise I would sit on my phone for four hours trying to find where to buy a biscuit.
3: And I could so, you would, so you would make sure you had frozen butter. Would you grate and cube? the I butter? Freeze would freeze a butter, like I'd
1: throw them in the freezer for as long as it took me to find the flour. <laughs> that would be my biscuit
0: I mean it's also possible nobody in my family asked for my biscuits because it's not great either so
1: yeah
0: it does its job I mean it's there and it's enough of a presence where people don't want it so that's a victory as well
3: yeah, it's a it's a utility it's a utility <laughs> situation. It's if, when it's there, it's there. It's eaten. and when it's not there, it's not talked about. Uh, we're we are setting up for a real dogfight here. Dave's an a. <laughs> Dave just said it's a victory that my biscuits are
1: so bad nobody asks for them. <laughs> this, is, this is where we're. This is our starting point today because we're dancing around the the topic at hand a little bit here. We posted, I think, to the Dave Chang Show Instagram. We we must have put something out there—a video or a clip of Dave. Um, Making his opinion known about the homemade pizza and and the the growing trend
3: of homemade pizzas. It was another episode of your show. It was it was it was, a, it, was a, it was an episode of the Dave Chang show. It was a show, whole which... episode. It was a whole episode dedicated to this this opinion. <laughs> that, I think the first thirty minutes was and I listened to the Dave. I, I listen to you guys regularly. I, I have before I even knew you, and I still continue to. And one day, a couple months ago, I just popped it on, and I'm like sitting there doing my thing, and I'm like, wait talk about it. what's going on <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah a- it, it,
0: it, that's what happens that's what happens when you hear the truth you know, <laughs> it, it stops you in your tracks well, well, and, the tra- <laughs> you know the the, the 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 hindus called it maya right you lift the veil of maya and you saw reality and that right. way reality was wow making pizza at home is garbage well no <laughs> no, no. i, I heard track. a
3: lot of falsehoods not truths i heard i heard things like Uh, comparing buying a laminator to laminate croissant dough to having a home pizza oven. And I think that is a falsehood. Easy, Schopenhauer.
0: I don't think we're going there. That's not true. That's none of that's true. I didn't say those things. I'm just saying making a pizza at home is not the brightest thing in the world to do.
3: Well, it sounds very, very subjective there. I mean, what's bright? What's not bright? I mean, look, just because you can't make it in the microwave doesn't mean that people shouldn't be making it at home.
0: I think you can make it in the microwave. I have been where,
3: I have been behind the scenes with the Any Day. I've been trying to figure it out, too. All right. Now, we can remember we can, high school. You have those microwave pizzas with that beautiful with magic
0: bag. Uh, yeah. And the in the in the silver yeah. shiny thing, the pizza, like pizza pockets thing that does the bottom hot pocket, it's, um, hot pocket crust. It's amazing. Yeah. Microwave pizza is
3: great. Microwave pizza. Hot pockets were good. Hot pockets were good. Single origin
0: microwave pizza. <laughs> Beautiful. Heirloom, heirloom brain. Can't, can't <laughs> get H- Hot
3: Pockets were made with diseased animal meats. And someone, will, someone fact-checked that, but it was in the news a few years ago. So I don't know how heirloom they Today's are. Today's episode but... is brought to you by Hot Pockets. <laughs> <laughs> Never get and, that
0: and sponsorship. I, and I will say, listen, um, Heston, the maker of many d- amazing products. Also, I, I saw this coming out with a pizza oven. When that happens and it's out in the public, I will change my tune completely. I'll say making pizza at home is the best thing in the world.
1: Again, this is my opinion is fluid. I, I, let's 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 uh, let's organize this. Let's organize this debate a little bit. Let me. What's organization? Let me let me, let me play moderator here a little bit because I think this is going to be an ongoing conversation here on the Dave Chang Show. Because I, I you know Brian, I, I believe in your your this powers of.
0: Th- you're making this seem like Liverpool versus Manchester City. No, it is. There's no. This is not
3: a first of all. Uh, I'm an Arsen, first of all, first of all, I'm an Arsenal fan. So yeah, good, let's show good, some good respect. Luck, good luck with that. I, listen, <laughs> I I've, I've been dealing with that for you know 20 years. All right, I know I know the game, but. Let's uh, let's not speak ill of, of Arsenal here. This
1: will be an ongoing thing. I, I believe in your powers of, of debate, Brian, but I think that it's going to take a while to convince Dave. Let me start with this before we get into the homemade debate. What makes because the crux of all of this is can you make good pizza? You can make a thing that looks like pizza at home, but what is
3: a good pizza? I mean, at the end of the day, you can make good and bad anything at home. So it's I, I think first we have to start with like bread bread, first of all, let's just not even talk about pizza, right? Bread or flat bread is one of the staples of life. It is, it's bread. Everyone wants to eat bread. Everyone likes bread. Everyone needs bread, all right? Unless you're gluten-free, then nah, whatever. So, <laughs> uh, yo, come on now. Enemies um, enemies to Brian Ford's <laughs> livelihood. <laughs> no, they're not enemies. It's just like, you know, bread, properly fermented bread, it should not be mythology. It's like it's, it's this mythical creature. That's the problem, I think. I think a lot of this whole sourdough fermentation, homemade pizza, this and that, it's been put on this pedestal as if it's some sort of Greek god, unattainable presence, some kind of really mysterious process. All right? And it's a process that people have been doing without no... You don't need a recipe. You don't really need to do much. You need a few ingredients. You put it in a bowl. You let it sit overnight and then you flatten it out and you put it in an oven. That's it. That's how you make bread. It's not that hard. So I think I'm not really here to get into this whole pizza, like, you know, New York versus this and that. I'm not one of them pizza heads. Them cats is out of control, man. They live in their own bubble with this, this whole, you know, they got the, uh, the, the thing in Vegas when they all show up and start dancing around with dough and all that kind of thing. I'm not like a pizza head per se, right? But I do think everyone likes pizza. And that's a fact. You don't, you can't not. If you're listening to the Dave Chang show right now, you like pizza, period. Who, who, if you're listening or participating in the production of the Dave Chang show, you like pizza. <laughs> Can someone say yes or no to that? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. People you, like pizza, pizza right? The idea of it. This is some. He, he, this is some early didn't even, filibustering, he, man. He
0: didn't even answer our question. So that was I'm, not just I'm, a, I'm getting
3: to your question early, right now. Early so now. So now, no, 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 filibustering does not mean, good filibustering, Mitch McConnell. I'm, I'm, okay? I'm getting. I'm getting. Whoa, hey, he's. <laughs> hey, whoa! Come on now. No, really, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting to the question because now we're Brian's talking. Brian's got
0: ab- a giant back shoulder
3: tattoo of the late Senator <laughs> Orrin Hatch of Utah. I can, I can guarantee the listeners of this podcast that I do not have any affiliation with any of the people that they just mentioned. Um, <laughs> Young, Brian Ford of the Young Republicans of America. <laughs> I was a huge fan of Orrin uh, Hatch. Well, uh, uh, hold, hold on. Uh, <laughs> I think we all know it's not true. Oh, it's uh, not. It came already. You know, you, well, I mean, look, you pushed you me to my limits. I got to bring out some some reinforcements. What makes a good pizza? Let me let me answer your question, Chris. Dough. Good dough. All right. You you know, if you mix your dough at home and it's a watery, soupy mess, you will not have good pizza. This is a fact. Okay. It's not like biscuits or Dave biscuits at least that you could just, I don't know what he does and they're, they're still apparently edible. I don't know. But you can't have a watery super soupy mess. And you need a hot oven. All right. A hot oven, the process of heat hitting that cold dough, is what gets the reaction of a light, fluffy crust. How hot do home ovens get? Roughly 500 degrees. If that, you know, maybe if you got one of them old, banging New York City ovens, you can get to 550 and possibly burn your place down. But 500. To make a New York-style pizza in a restaurant, it's usually about 650, 700 degrees. Not attainable in a home oven. Neapolitan style pizza is about 900 degrees, so they say, not attainable in a home oven. So If you want to achieve either of those styles, which are the most commonly eaten styles of pizza in the United States, besides fast food pizza, which are delicious, by the way, you're looking at heat that you literally cannot get in the home oven. The home oven does not have the ability to give you the heat to make New York style pizza properly. Okay, so you're getting at the next question, but (laughs) because I feel
1: like we're ramping up for an infomercial about (laughs) home pizza ovens here. But before we get there, David (laughs) Chang, The only thing I heard of of, of all of that filibustering was light and fluffy, a light and fluffy crust. Can you give me a little higher resolution into like what makes great pizza, like in terms of the thing, a product that you want to eat? What is a define a great pizza for me?
0: Number one, a great pizza is something that I did not make. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to get anywhere. That's 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 important. It's like it was not made by my hands. It was not. (laughs) The only thing that was procured by me was the dollars exchanged.
3: <laughs> we talk about filibuster. <laughs>
0: what is this? That's when you ask me what makes a good pizza. I'm telling you one one that's not made by me. Texture, taste,
3: talk to me about pizza that, that is great. Your favorite pizza. Texture and taste. Right? <laughs> well, cuz that's cuz you have no desire to do it, which is also fine.
0: I'm desireless cuz I'm almost there at Nirvana. So, if your so nanny, if, scary, your, nanny, if your nanny
3: wasn't Jamaican and she was Italian, would you be making her pizza from scratch and trying the same way you're making cocoa bread? I'd probably no
0: I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I like Jamaican food more than Italian food.
1: Well, that's fair. Chewy, but not tough. Proportionally. (laughs) Correct.
0: (laughs) No, but I mean, but listen, like crust isn't the crust. It's, I could be making a, uh, a, a pan pizza. I don't need a 500 degree oven. That's true. Right. I could be, I could Mm. be making French toast pizza. I don't need a 800 degree oven for that.
3: I mean those types of pizza sure you could make in a home oven on a sheet pan. Yes, you can take a, a bagel and make a pizza bagel and then it's great. You could take french toast. Sure, I'm not going to say that you can't do that. But do you then Brian? Okay, so here's the here's the question. Do you think like obviously home
1: pizza making is on the rise is was the thing standing in the way? Was it access to a whatever rock box uni heston like oven capable of getting to seven eight nine hundred degrees is that what was standing in
3: the way you think what do you mean so like the inability to attain that temperature yeah i mean look i'm gonna tell you something right now i think it's 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 it could be about the inability to attain that temperature but it's also about the portability of the oven all right and not for just novel things like i'm going to the beach bro i'm gonna bring my pizza oven and like get sand all over my food and not like whatever you can do that sure I just drove from New York to Miami with one of my ovens in the car. Uh, and look, I'm not, I'm not going to talk about brands. We don't need to do that. People that know me know, know where I stand, know what I do. But I pulled up to, <laughs> to basically this retirement community where, where my girlfriend's parents live. I thought it'd be fun for them to experience this because they, they, they were like, oh, you're, you're a chef. Like, what do you do? I'm a baker. And it's like, I can't necessarily just quickly show them what I do. You know what I mean? Baking bread takes a day or two. And it's more fun. It's like, hey, I got this wood fired up and I can put it in the back. They're like, what do you mean? I'm like, yeah, boom. I put it up, I chop some wood, I heat it up. I make a quick same day dough. And then I cook the pizza. And it's like, it's like, wow, that was dope. The pizza tastes great. You know, they don't really live in a place where there's accessible pizza. I mean, we're, you know, it's Melbourne, Florida. No offense, Melbourne. I got, you know, I got love for you in my heart, but I ain't seen nothing that was, you know, they were out there all the way on the beach. All right? And that's, that, that's novel. But let me, let me give you something more practical about these ovens. And, you know, this doesn't happen often, but it does happen if you live in the South. Last year, I was, at, I was living in New Orleans for a minute. Hurricane Ida hits. It was a disaster. Everyone's lost power. Everyone's lost everything. But everyone's got fridges and freezers full of food. And it was only one way to cook it, my friend. <laughs> and so I busted out three of my ovens and had basically this block party in the dark, candle lit. And I fired off different types of food. So it's, it's not just about... I need this to get a 900 degree stone. It's I need this to be able to do several things in my backyard. I need this to entertain people. I need this to entertain myself. I need this to roast, smoke a chicken. I mean, I smoke chicken in it. I smoke salmon in it. I cook steak in it. I like to be outside. That's just my personal preference. Some people use grills, right? I mean, grills are very very common, but not everyone knows how to take the membrane off the back of ribs and do that properly. You know what I mean? That also has some nuance to it. So I, I don't know what the, the barrier mentally is to thinking about a portable pizza oven as something usable, right? At least maybe well, once let, a month. Let,
0: let, let me interject, Senator. Um, <laughs> your definition of pizza then seems to be good, delicious pizza seems to be relatively myopic because you're saying it has to be cooked in a high Temp oven, it has to be a Neapolitan
3: pizza. Like no, I didn't. No, I didn't say. I, whoa, hey, oh, hey you, no, infer, no, I you inferred. I did not say it, that. You inferred it. To, let me clarify. Let me clarify. I'm speaking about what the average consumer wants. I'm going to leave my personal wow. non-European style of baking. Average out of people all together, <laughs> huh? Way to belittle all the average
0: people out no, there.
3: No, I I think that the average consumer likes to eat a couple of different styles of pizza. New York is probably New York and Neapolitan are the most popular types of pizza that people consume. Then there's the Detroit pan pizza. There's Sicilians, Romans. There's those, you know, those pan pizzas that, yes, you can make. I mean, you need to still be at 500, man. Ain't nobody cooking pizza at no 400 degrees. You're not going to get a crispy bottom. You're going to get a soggy bottom. You You need a high heat for the chemical reaction for that dough to get texturally correct. I mean, that's whether it's a flatbread or a, uh, you know what I'm saying, an Argentine style, fugazeta, it, you can't go up at 350 degrees in a cake pan and come out and tell me that's pizza. It's going to be a, a, a mushy mess.
1: But do you think, Dave, that the, so you, I, you know, you've played around with the ovens. I, I've seen you, we've, we've, we've messed around with these ovens together. Do you feel, just as a baseline, that the home consumer is getting a decent approximation of a pizza oven, even if it's just one at a time with these, with these ovens?
0: No, I think that anybody that thinks they're really good at making pizza at home, the per- kind of person that like really takes pride and they're a really good home cook and they are like, I'm an amazing pizziolo. I don't want to be friends with that kind of person. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a kind of food snobbery. It's the worst kind of foodie that's like, I know how to make everything. I know this, I know that. Have you been to this pizzeria? Well, I, I read a book and I saw this and I did this and I did that mm. like, I don't okay. want. I don't want this that. Is- That's the worst kind of pizza person. You know, you guys know what I'm talking about. This is
1: inarguable to me. I think that there's a lot of, especially when it comes to homemade pizza. I think Dave may have identified like the number one subject matter for this. Like every, I've never met anyone who's like, oh, my homemade pizza sucks. (laughs) Everyone's like,
3: my homemade pizza is amazing. Pretty much, maybe it's because I teach it, but everyone I meet, Says their home pizza sucks. So everyone that's not a pizza maker. I no, no, a I'm baker- talking about bakers. the
0: individual that actually thinks they're good at it. They're great okay, at it.
3: How many barbecues you've been to, and the ribs were so dry and burnt, but the person was very proud of them. What's yeah. the difference? So this is the thing. This is the pride and is the false pride of that homemade
1: gives you. Because nobody wants to feel like you wasted your time or your money on the oven or anything else. So like you're always giving yourself a higher grade than you think i mean are you like this though brian how often do you bake a loaf of bread or make pizza where you're like that's an a plus
3: versus like yeah it's a b i could do better or a c i i don't know i don't want to sound a certain way but i don't really when it comes i do that with cooking all right because i I can cook you know I, i used to cook on the line so when I cook something, that's when I'll really be like, man, it's good. Like I, did, I, I cooked the right. The rice is great. The, the steak was perfect. The chicken was juicy. I'll, I'll, when I, if I'm not testing a recipe for a cookbook, um, and even when I am, maybe I shouldn't say this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really care. I mean, it, it, at the end of the day, it, I used to care. You scroll all the way down my Instagram. Go scroll all the way to the beginning, and you're going to see a bunch of open crumb shots. You're going to mm-hmm. see a lot of baguettes. Mm-hmm. open crumb pictures like it's like this you that know, you were proud pride. Of. yeah because i was like oh i did it I, I got it i you know what i mean i i i got the those six little holes are the perfect size blah 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 but it's it, i've kind of trans transformed from that i don't know like you know okay but if you look back at those photos are you still like damn
1: i was awesome then or you nah like, I not really be so that's much better now that's that's, that's I the was whole awesome
3: thing. if i wanted to be chad robertson you know, I was mm-hmm. awesome if I wanted to be a certain type of baker, but once I realized I didn't want to be that kind of baker, I can, I'll kind of just play around, I'll bake stuff and just eat it or whatever. I'll give it to people. And and that's what it is. That's how, that's how I personally feel. But I wanted to say, when you're talking about that person that thinks their pizzas is delicious, whatever, that kind of person, I, I feel that way about people that have like smokers, right? Mm. I've got friends with smokers or, or I've been to, hey dog come to my dog's house you know like we got a pool party whatever like, so You pull up and he's like, hey man yeah man i've been smoking these i've been smoking this brisket for 16 hours man i'm like yeah cool man like what do you do he's like oh i'm a you know a computer technician right I'm like, okay cool so like you dabble you play and then you eat it and you're like something wrong with this he's like, hey man it's good <laughs> huh and i'm like yeah this is great man this this, this brisket is phenomenal man I, I i would wait four hours in line for this you know what i mean so i I don't understand why other forms of contraption cooking, we, let's call it contraption cooking, right? I just mean, why other types of contraption cooking aren't as, they why you're not making episodes.
0: I, I don't think you've listened to me uh, enough. <laughs> he, maybe that's true. I, all I, maybe, contraption maybe that's cooking. true. I, I'm <laughs> saying people, people shouldn't, people, I don't mind people making barbecue or any of these things. What I get upset about are when the home barbecue pros, right, the home people that think they're really good, Think that they can make it as good as the pros? Yes. That's when I'm like, no, unacceptable. Can
3: you, you can, go can away? We, but can I, we? Okay, I, I, okay. I, I agree a thousand percent. I mean, you I'm know, not. going gonna... to...
0: This is the same thing for any. It's anything pizza, any kind of level of professional tier level versus the amateur home cook that thinks that they can run with the pros. No, it's like when um some college football teams, things that like they can beat a pro football team. No, that's just not going to happen. Just stop. Just stop there. Okay. And I happen. agree with
3: that. So as a, a baker, I, I hate to call myself a, a professional, right? Whatever. I can make professional quality pizza in a home pizza oven, whether it's the, whether it's the uni, whatever outside, or whether it's your actual home oven, I could make you David Chang, Chris Yang. I could sit down with you and, and present to you something that you would pay $40 for. I could, if I tried pro,
1: hard enough, yes, I could. That's whole, the whole key, right? You know, you're a did pro. You,
0: do you ever read these stories about old NBA players that are out of the league, like Brian Scalbine, or just anybody that had an average career, they've been retired a few years, and whenever they go to a court, there was a great article written a couple of years ago about it, and they always get challenged. Every single basketball player in the gym, this is very on point for our analogy here, thinks... I'm better than this dude. Look at him, the schlub. They've been out of the league five, six years. Right. And they get roasted mm-hmm. every time. Yep. Because they don't understand that they're at a different level and they can just turn it on. They turn on a level of competitiveness that no one even understands. Yeah. You can't compete with the pro. I want right. everyone to understand this. It's you true. cannot it's compete true. with a pro at any level. At any level.
3: I, I, I was in Italy a few years ago, say 2016. So I was in shape, you know, and I was a pretty good soccer player. I'll tell you, I was a baller, but it's to the point I pulled up. I was with my Italian friend. He's like, yo, I'm going to go ball with some friends. They used to play Serie B, you know, some ex Serie A players. It's not like it was like Francesco Totti or, so, you know, the main guys, but there were just some guys that used to play. And I was like, oh, I'll be all right, bro. I got absolutely destroyed. And these dudes was like <laughs> No shit. There was just some dudes. <laughs> and I thought I, I was 25. I'm fast. I got a good shot, I got a decent touch. I was like, I'll be okay. <laughs> I couldn't even I couldn't even sniff the ball. Yeah, no kidding. This episode is brought to you
1: by Smucker's Uncrustables. I love a food hack. Check out Uncrustables, the best part of the sandwich. It's a round, crimped sandwich made with soft, pillowy bread filled with peanut butter and jelly. The best part is you simply freeze and thaw them. Pop them straight from the freezer into a lunchbox for less work on a busy morning. You'll find Smucker's Uncrustables in the freezer aisle. Learn more at Uncrustables.com. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Look to your left, look to your right. Yep, no one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay guaranteed, Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply.
2: Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. Earn up to 3% daily cash back on every purchase every day. Then grow it at 4.50% annual percentage yield when you open a savings account with Apple Card. Visit apple.co forward slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card subject to credit approval. Savings available to Apple Card owners subject to eligibility. Savings accounts provided by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, member FDIC. Terms apply.
1: I want want to back up to like a very universal moment, though, because, Brian, you talked about it. You roll up to your friend's house. They're like, I've been smoking this brisket for 16 hours. Try this. Try this. Isn't that good? And you say, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) This moment where you have to be polite. Yeah. I know that if I, if Dave was at my house and I had cooked something, there's, he's not going to hold back. He's just gonna be like, I, it was my, I, you know what? It was the day before my wedding <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> we were having like a rehearsal dinner thing and I was like being pulled in 600 million directions and I had to like make a, a pasta salad just like in between all these other things and I had like made it and Dave walked by and he, you know, <laughs> he, he tastes it and I'm in the middle of trying to like get ready to get married. He's like, this motherfucker needs to learn how to season his food. <laughs> like this is <laughs> this is the kind of honesty I'm gonna get from David. But are there like, what is the level of friend where you can be honest yeah. about the the thing they've done? And what is your sort of like default? You know, you're you're at somebody, you're at your boss's house, you're at, you know, somebody who you're you're definitely not gonna tell the truth to. How good are you at hiding the truth?
3: Both of you. Oh man, that's a, how good am I hiding the truth? You wanna, <laughs> uh, that's like the kind of stuff. you <laughs> No, but look, I think there's, uh, in terms of friends, either peer to peer, right? So I've got a lot of baker friends in different cities, right? Right now I'm living in New York or ba- even back here in Miami. I, I pulled up to the bagel shop I used to work at, see how the bagels are doing. And if I didn't like how the bagels were, I would have told them, but the bagels still tasted great. And I told them. So I think there's like a, a peer-to-peer thing where it's like, you're a baker, I'm a baker. So if I eat your bread and I think someone was a little suspect, I'm gonna be like, yo, that, something was wrong, wrong with the fermentation dog. Like, that's, I don't know what was going on. It was bugging. Uh, if it's like you were saying, you know, uh, let's say it's that peer's friend and I pull up to an event they're having and the guy is like, hey man, I got an, you know how many people have an uni and tell me that they have an uni and then sometimes show me their uni Right. And sometimes even cook me a pizza. It happens several times. What do you think I'm going to do? man? you think I'm going to bust that person down and deflate their hopes and dreams because their dough is pale, the bottom is soggy, and it didn't taste All great? Right, so I just gave you a
1: soggy, pale piece of pizza,
3: Brian. What do you say? I and mean, I'm like, you, Chris Ying? I would tell no, you No, not this me. Is, I'm
1: like, <laughs> I know you're going to say to me, but I'm, your, I'm, I'm Chris Ying's buddy. And I'm just like, oh my God, Brian, I'm such a fan. I saw you make this pineapple jalapeno pepperoni pizza and i I did the same thing here it is and it's pale and it's i mean i would just
3: i would probably say it's great i'd say the toppings taste amazing and then i would move on i wouldn't i I wouldn't go into a full-on masterclass of like the things that went right or wrong because a i'm probably in a scenario where i'm like having a couple glasses of wine and not even trying to deal with it you know what i mean and b so many things could be wrong that i'd have to dissect the whole process you know how'd you make your dough how long did it permit? How old was the oven? And, and that, if someone's just trying to feed me and say they're a fan, I'm going to be like, yo, toppings are phenomenal. This dough looks great. I'm moving on with my day. That, that's, that's, <laughs> I, I mean, now, now anyone I've like, is going to be skeptical. A meet and greet. You didn't pay for a full
1: conversation. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Cheng, who are you honest with? Who do you lie to? And how do you lie? Just any kind of food, right? Any kind of food.
0: I have a friend who's a mu- musician. Pretty Mm. famous, well-known musician. Uh And he's a misanthrope, much like me. And I saw him after a concert one time. And somebody complimented him. Great show. Amazing. Saw the sort of disgust on his face internally. You didn't, it was a, when I say that, it was more like, eh, thank you. But I knew that thank you was, fuck you, right? Mm. You're complimenting me. I'd rather you tell me the truth than to lie to my face. And it has become more pathological. And it's not just me. I think a lot of creative people feel this way. It's constant dissatisfaction with your product or whatever you've made. And there's very few moments where you believe the compliment. I almost never believe any compliment that is now just straight pathological for me. Mm -hmm. Anybody that compliments me, I think they're lying, Mm -hmm. especially when it comes to food, which is why to me, the most important thing is not about the talk, but the action of eating it. I want to see them eat it. That
1: you can't uh, Okay, yeah. So it, so it makes you, are you a truth teller then in that like if somebody gives you a piece of food that's not good, you're not going to force them, yourself to eat the whole thing? Well,
0: it also depends on the kind of person, right? If I'm right. with my aunt and it tastes like crap, I'm just going to say it's great. You know, the people that I love and they're not looking at this in a distinct you know, dystopian point of view. I'm, I'm just saying it's, it's really good. But when it comes to your peers, I, I know Wiley, who we're going to have on talk about pizza. I, there's a handful of dishes where I've told him over the years when he was at WD 50, I did not like, and every time I would come back in, which was weekly, he'd give me that same dish over and over and over again, until I would get it. And I just wouldn't, I appreciate that kind of battle, but I also know that I'm the one friend that would tell them the truth. Mm -hmm. I want people to tell me the truth and I think a lot of my friendship is with people in the business are strengthened because we're able to tell each other the truth. Mm -hmm. Um, Some people have a different way of saying it sucks. I straight out just say, I don't like it and other people will say, I don't like it. Other people will say, what about this? How about this? That's another way of saying like, I didn't like it. Which is why to me, I don't know for too many other people, I want to see the actual physical element of somebody eating and yep. consuming it because that you can't lie. And I've talked about this a lot in a variety of different ways. So if I'm repeating myself, I apologize. But my litmus test for those in the business, because nothing gets me more upset. Well, a lot of things get me upset, but that bravado, when you see a, a chef or somebody putting on a dish for the first time and they're full of cockiness and they think they can make anything amazing and they're so good. And they look at the numbers at the end of the day, and 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 it's like, oh, we sold seventy units of this. Oh, it's, people love it. Everyone says, assumes people love it. I'm always like, no. How do you know that? Well, we sold like seventy. Right. That doesn't mean anything. I can take this stance about making a shitty biscuit or a mediocre biscuit because I'm not trying to blow somebody away. Right. There's with the food what you make for people in your life with love and family. It's not about, again, the perfection that you're trying to achieve in a restaurant setting where you're trying to uh, undersell over deliver. I want people to be totally blown away. That is it's you're constantly knowing that you're going to fail in that goal of leaving someone in awe. They just can't even understand what they're doing, what they're eating. So if we're eating a piece of pizza at a restaurant and it's so good, I'm looking at for the reaction of we're not talking right We're yep. you know what I mean? With all of us are eating this, what the fuck? And it's about eating as much as you can before the other person can eat it, theirs, right? That moment uh, where you're not even thinking, it, it's like you're in a, a shopping spree element with the food. You're just in this trance. That ecstasy is what I want. And mm-hmm. I can see that. I've seen it a lot. That you can't lie. Mm-hmm. You can't fucking lie. There's no way.
1: Yep. Yeah. No, I tend to, whether I've made it or not, I, and Brian, this is like getting to the, core. I think the core, I think all of the other stuff when it comes to like homemade pizza, like you said, it's all about it's the same argument applies to different contraptions. The same argument applies to anything you're cooking. But what Dave is describing is something that bugs me a lot too, is when people have this like either false confidence about something they've made or, or, or just like this enthusiasm for something where I'm just like, no, you're wrong. <laughs> you're, you're wrong. Yeah. So, you know, I know you can, you can like, you're not trying to waste your time getting into a whole discussion with somebody who's brought you like this pale piece of pizza, but doesn't it like bug you a little bit on some level that people are out there like
3: making pale pizzas and thinking okay. this is good. When, when someone, and you know, I'm not, not like a crazy high profile person, but you know, I'll go to a place and some people might know like, Oh, aren't you that baker? I'm like, yeah. Sometimes, most of the times, people don't know who the hell I am, so that's cool. So if I pull up somewhere and you're I'm just, them, I'm just a parents. random guy that they're giving pizza to, I do agree that there is an. That's that's when I can get a little bit not testy. It was like, oh, you just think I'm some random guy, and you're giving me this like really poor quality pizza, but you think it's like so good. I'm not like a terrible person. I'm not again. I'm not gonna. I'm not out with the dagger to just like stab your dreams of being the neighborhood pizza guy. You know what I mean? Um, but I will at that point, I'll be like, yo, like, so wh- what is this? Why is it? Where's the color on it? You know, where's why is the undercarriage pale? Why is it floppy? Why is it, you know, I might right. do that. Maybe I am a dick, but, uh, <laughs> but, but, but no, to, to, to Dave's point though, I like when I cook for, if I do, you know, recipe testing is like my major focus right now for my cookbook. My girlfriend's the recipient of most of the things I know immediately whether something is good or not. And when it's a one-on-one situation, first of all, your partner is always going to tell you for the most part that whatever you made is good. A baseline good. You know, oh, yeah, it was good. But when she doesn't immediately say like, hmm, or wow, or like, you know, she takes a bite of this bread or pastry or dessert or this empanada, whatever it is I'm testing. When that initial, I'll, I'll usually, I'll give her something and I'll walk away. I won't just say that. But, I walk away and then I peek behind the corner, right? (laughs) Or or I put my ear against the wall because I want to hear, I want to see or hear an immediate, hmm, right? If she just takes a bite and puts it down and keeps working, that's when I have a problem, Mm. right? Because she hasn't eaten all day. She's expecting something delicious. She took a little bite. She didn't say anything. She didn't call me back like, hey, babe, this is amazing. She'll do that too. And I'll be like, all right, that's good. Because she wouldn't go out of her way to lie. I'll come back and be like, hey, what'd you think? She's like, it was good. That's bad. Right. That just my personal connection with like the the one on one person in the restaurant setting, which I don't I do pop-ups, right? I don't own my own restaurants or bakeries, but I, I just did one with Mark Forgione and it was it was a slamming success. Not because we had so many tables, right? Not because me and Mark had a good dinner service and had fun and blah, blah, blah. It's because we knew that everyone in that dining room loved the tasting menu. Like we just knew it. We could see it. You could sense it. Sure, I had some friends. Come have a couple tables and whatever. And of course they're gonna tell me everything was perfect. But but I am I am skeptical. Like I had a couple friends come. Everything was perfect. Everything. <laughs> every <laughs> single thing you ate was perfect. That's what every was single morphine every That's not a friend. That's
1: not a friend anymore. Everything That's... was perfect, dog. Yeah.
3: Everything. Come on, dog. There wasn't one burnt tortilla. Not, no, 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 yeah. nothing to spice up my day. But, you know, and they're doing it with obviously good intentions. But but everyone else in the dining room, you can you can see the gesticulation. You can see clean plates. That's something yeah. that Chef Mark, he, he he did his first one with Wiley. Uh, Dave I actually went and it was really good. But he just looks for clean plates. When the when the servers are bringing back, if he sees a bunch of food on a plate, he'd be like, who is that? And he'll go and talk to him. And so I kind of learned that's a pretty interesting technique as well. It's like, all right, well, they didn't eat any of that, so I'm going to go chat it up and see what's up. Yeah. I think that there's something about pizza with with this like
1: false big big pizza energy, I'll call it. This like false false bravado that I call we're it that like...
3: Vegas that Vegas energy that that little <laughs> that expo energy, man. They that... they're a little bit on a different level sometimes. Like, what y'all y'all okay?
1: But, but like the the home the home cook with like big pizza energy is like <laughs> I think it's because you can make something no matter how bad you are at cooking or making pizza, you can make something that kind of looks like pizza. And it comes out and you're like, "Hey, yeah, I did it, pizza." Yep. And that's really what I think people are paying for with these ovens and with like this whole thing is just like the illusion of I, I don't know, it's like it's like, "Oh, it's 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 fantasy baseball camp where you get to go out on the the field and you get to put on a real glove." And you have, you know, the hitting coach hit a pop flighty and you catch it and you can kind of imagine like what it's like to
3: be a ball player. But but I think, look, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to take a step back. I think you can go to social media, you can go on TV, whatever. And you could probably find thousands to millions of pictures of like medium rare steak, cuts like butter, rib, like whatever, (laughs) fall off the bone. Well, you know, people been doing that. They stay doing that. People can do it. Doesn't mean it tastes good. Doesn't mean it ain't dry, blah, blah, blah. As someone who started using these portable pizza, pizza ovens when they kind of first came out, seeing the progression of what people's pizza looks like, it's like night and day. Because in 2015, people, you know, people posted their story. Oh, I made pizza with Uni, And boy, it'd be some busted joint. It'd be some whole like, <laughs> some like, just like some old raw joint, right? Today, you go on your story, you go on a story. People banging out decent looking pizza. I mean, people are banging out pizza with color, crust, nice shapes. People are getting the hang of you. Use- I think it's it's a new novelty, really, right? It's something that's not... People have been grilling since... How long have people been grilling? You know what I mean? Just, people have been grilling since... Since the first time someone cooked food. Since the first time someone cooked food, people have been grilling. So this idea, you know, is, is, is having a portable pizza oven necessary? No. You, do, you, do you need it 100%? No, of course not. You don't really need much to make food, but... I think once people get a hang of it, like, oh, this is how you make dough? Got it. Boom. Oh, this is how you cook it? You're going to see a progression of more enjoyable forms of what people are able to make. That's just my personal opinion. That's what I've observed. Uh, does it taste like professional standards? Most probably not. No. You know what I mean? But I'm not eating it. You know what I mean? David
1: Chang, have you, has your needle moved in either direction at all? No.
0: <laughs> Absolutely not. I just think a Neapolitan kind of pie, which these 800-degree ovens need and demand, are a specific kind of thing. It's not something you get delivered. It's garbage to get delivered. It's, it's something that,
3: yeah.
0: you know, it's nice to be able to eat at home. And the other thing, too, is if you're going to make Neapolitan-style pies, and Brian, you have to agree, you could nail the dough. You could have your own meal at home for fuck's sake. I don't give a shit. But if you don't have all the other ingredients proper— your pizza is going to be garbage.
3: Yeah. I mean, if your sauce isn't, it's three ingredients. It's sauce, cheese, and a little basil. So if you've got some terribly sourced basil and some nasty sauce so, so and some grocery store stop cheese. So let's just
0: stop right there. That alone is going to get rid of, I don't know what percentage, well, a large not, percentage. Not of, really.
3: No, because if you can afford an uni oven, you can afford to find buffalo mozzarella. That That's the thing is that there's a target market here. Like if I want, if I, which I do use any day cookware often. But am I saying, oh, no, I'm not going to make the, the any day salmon and rice dish. I'd rather just go have a professional chef cook the salmon because it's going to taste better. That's the same analogy there. Like Mm-mm. bread. P- yeah, because pizza and bread is something. Pizza is flatbread. It's sustenance. Bread is something that families, you go to Africa, North Africa and areas around the world, people make bread in community ovens. They make dough together. They pay the, the miller with wheat. It, it, bread is a, is a sustaining form of food. So... Well, so your opinion to not want to recreate that home is perfectly fine because you're a different human than me. I And as I'm a baker, I think it's awesome when people are like, yo, I want to learn how to make bread at home because bread is so amazing. I want to make delicious bread, too. Why like what's why wouldn't someone aspire to make delicious Brian, bread at home? Brian, you know, like, I think,
0: why, a, think how many delicious moments we wasted in the past two and a half years because people made terrible bread at
3: home. <laughs> I mean, I can't. speak I can't. Aggregate, speak for aggregate. You. I can't the, a, oh, aggregate? I mean, well, what, what, what do you mean? People weren't. You could, leaving build their homes. You could, people, you could literally, literally leaving touch leaving the moon and back stuff. five times over with the loaves of bread that were poorly <laughs> made. But them cats wasn't leaving home, man. They were scared. They had to stay home. You can't. You got to at least take one, subtract one of those years. One, one, There's one year of absolute fear. So you can't pour people with their bread, leave them people's bread alone. They were scared. Yeah. Let's not talk about the fear pizzas that were. If <laughs> 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 pizzas made in
1: fear were never going to be good.
3: <laughs> fear pizza that's not fair you know what i mean all, all right. I, right i mean i, I hear just
0: you're... part part of it is saying that you're going to need the right ingredients to make a proper pie and most people don't have the right tomatoes and most people don't have the right olive oil and most people don't even have the right cheese and they wouldn't know where to source it even if they wanted to
3: I think that certain companies do a good job of having those items available on their websites. Let's just say that it's actually not that hard to but, find. But
0: Again, by the time you get all of these things, you know what? I'd rather get. On, I'd stay. I'd save money by getting on a plane and going to Scottsdale, Arizona.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you you would you would in theory save money if you had absolutely you, which you you have to, you have no interest in doing this. So yes, you would save money. But you're in the minor you're in the minority. A lot of people are interested in doing it. And that's why they're doing it. That's, well, I mean, know, what else can you say?
0: The rebellion in Star Wars is a minority as well.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see how this rebellion goes.
1: <laughs> All right. So this, this debate is going to continue. And I think, like Dave said, we'll get Wiley on here. We'll have Brian
3: come back. This, this will bleed over into Recipe Club, I'm sure. I mean, I still have never met either of you in person. And you already know when it happens. Wait, what I'm the, f- up what with the, the, the hell is what is up with that? Like, how do we make I that know. happen? That is I, I, really I don't stupid. Know, or not
0: happen. <laughs> <laughs>
3: this might—you so might have pushed Dave over the edge, right? The I, I will not pull up with an oven. Then I will not. I will not be that guy. I mean, I have some friends. This is where it only
0: makes sense. I have some friends that have uh, people come over, professionals come over, and bring over an oven, and they make it, and it's great because it feels mm-hmm. like you have your own little restaurant. Yes. Um, when we were doing the pizza thing for uh, next thing you eat on Hulu. And Courtney Store was there making pizza. I was like, whoa, my God. that was so good. Yeah, I, never once did I suggest to myself I could do this at home. In fact, I said no. Next time I have people over, I'm going to try to figure out Courtney, like, or somebody. Not, I've never done that. I never will. But I would. That that makes sense. I I feel that pizza is a special thing. It really is. And I'm weirdly, believe it or not, talking about the experience. That's fair. And I want people to go support the restaurants, support the pros, not make it at home. That's all I'm
3: saying. I, I will say the opposite. I, Brian Ford, believe that everyone should try to make pizza if that's what their heart desires. I think it's fun. I think it's interactive. It's a it's a great way to to bring your friends and family together. It's a great if you know if you spend a week or two practicing, you probably get good at it, and you might be making some decent pizzas. I'm Brian Ford, and I approve this message. <laughs> Brian, before <laughs> before you leave us though, you're
1: uh, you're about to jump on a plane here any yeah. any second to go to France. Ouais. What's, je vais up, à what's, France. Hap- what's happening in France? What's happening in France?
3: What uh, do you need? What are you gonna, eat? Je are you gonna do? Yeah, man. I speak French, and uh contrary to the beliefs, I uh, appreciate and value the tradition uh, of French baking. So it's mostly pleasure, but I will most likely find myself. Are there are, are there favorite boulangeries that you're gonna be? No, I mean out? I have only been once, and I I didn't really pay attention. So I'm just I'm just gonna kind of go see what's up. You know, okay. nothing too crazy. Chang, anything that
1: you you miss about France that you want to point our friend Brian toward? France to me.
0: I, I have, I, I I don't know. I just feel I have this strict, you're, you're traveling a lot. I have yet to travel for something that's pleasurable in a long time. Yeah. So I don't even I know hear, what that's like. like. And even when I would go to Europe a bunch, there were always work dinners, right? You're cooking, you're right. doing yeah. something. So there was some activity. I haven't done, you know, leisurely travel in Europe since I was 19 years old. So it's, it's strange.
3: So, well, this is supposed to be non-work related. Um. And- I'm gonna try to delete social media from my phone and all that kind of thing. I haven't done that in a while. Dude, amazing. So, you know, hopefully it happens. We'll see. Do you are you I mean, I know you said you don't have
1: like bakeries in mind, but like I'd be interested to know if there are bakeries that you you come across when you come back. Like there's
3: a there's a Taiwanese bakery. I was just gonna ask like things Um, that are outside of just like the specific French tradition. I got some recommendations from this French Comorian baker who I'm friends with. You know, he's a he's a black baker who's from France and there's some there's some interesting stuff, you know. I'm not going I'm, I'm not really interested in going to just like get the croissant on the block and stuff like that. Uh, if there's some cool, you know, maybe some African bakeries or something, that might be kind of dope to to see. But again, I'm I'm trying. It's my girl's birthday, you know what I'm saying? Trying to drink some champagne, you know what I'm saying? I know what you're trying to do. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be afraid to ask for that ring, Brian's girlfriend. <laughs>
1: Whoa, 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 city whoa. of love city of love oh, let's activate Ying. the discord let's activate the discord and get some suggestions for brian also brian there are have been <laughs> loud clamors for you to jump on that discord server people want to chop it up with you but uh city of, city
3: of love dude put a lock on that bridge oh <laughs> wait put a lock on that bridge that's funny because my Paris. girl's name her nickname is bridget so there I you thought you was, like put a lock oh. on that bridge, like <laughs> oh. Chris. Do you, need to, Chris, do Chris, out here, Chris. Oh. Did
0: you, did you see the fear in uh, Brian's eyes? No, there's no dude, fear. Just, there's
3: like, no fear. I have no fear. I have no fear. I, I don't fear that at all. I wouldn't be going to Paris or Thou something. None shall
0: if... not pass. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no fear. He's got no fear. I might have to lower my voice though. <laughs> <laughs> He's got. So right, right, I'm gonna hit the bridge for you, bro. All right, dude. <laughs> you tripping, Chris? <laughs>
1: I'm just giving, t- I'm giving to you what Dave and I got from every Asian relative every time we ever oh, saw them.
0: We're, we're honored to have our good friend, Brian Ford, join us. Um, you can listen to him on recipe club. He has uh, a cookbook, new world sourdough. Go check that out. And can you talk about your show a little bit?
3: Yeah. I have a show on Magnolia network and I've got a new show on Magnolia network coming out this July or sometime this summer. It's going to be dope. New York city talking about food culture. Lineage and heritage of foods, interesting stuff. Um, so look out for that um, and many, many more things. And if you're in Europe in Paris
0: and you see him, go bother him. <laughs> Give and him ask your him, pizza and tell him tell him you have tell him you have a pizza oven at home and you want to see how. <laughs> Give him, to him your actually... pizza. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh,
3: man, hey, yeah, thank you guys, Dave. Honestly, man, I I appreciate being on the Dave Chang Show. Uh, you know, like I said, I've been listening to it for a while, so I appreciate you guys for chopping it up with me. Always, friend. Thanks, Ben. Thank you, guys.
0: All right, guys. That was Brian Ford. Go check out his new book, New World Sourdough. Check out his shows on Magnolia. Check out his episodes on Recipe Club. Give us five stars. How would you rate this? I'll talk to you later.